When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever Dog Hi, Anna. Hi, Andrew. And hey, everybody else. And welcome to our podcast, Scary, scary stories, stories to, to Tell, tell on the pod. the pod. It is a podcast about scary stories, urban legends, scary things you tell us about that happened to you or your friend or your cousin's cousin. Um, we are two comedians. We've been friends for a long time. And it's not one of those. This is not a primary document. This is not like <laughs> we've researched a ghost and we printed out the ghost and we're going to redo a ghost essay. It's a very chatty podcast. If that's not your thing, you're correct. Mm-hmm. Um, Andrew and I, um, we like being afraid of things and we are afraid of things a lot of the time. That's true. And that's why we um, made this. It's mostly funny and a little bit ghost. Sometimes podcast. we stumble across scary things um, that yeah, are which, genuinely scary. But for the most part, the vibe is we're people in a kitchen during a party talking about something scary that happened to us, but mostly laughing. Okay. So um, we have asked all of you to send in holiday scary stories, which like do it. Please. Um, and I'm going to read one that is from, uh, let me see. The person signs their name Mel. And the subject line is very simply holiday scary story. Love it to the point. And and just so you know, for other um, tender hearted um, people, uh, th- this deals with animal dying, which I always want to know. Yeah, I, I always accidentally end up picking stories where animals get killed and I forget about it. But um, it, it's sad, but it's scary. <laughs> OK, so here we go. Yes. Hi, Anna and Andrew. I recently finished binging the pod and I hope to hear more soon. Oh Aww. my God. Imagine binging this pod. I'm that. That makes my heart feel good. Thank you. It's Mel. so nice. Um, thank you, Mel. Okay. I'm writing to tell you the only supernatural thing I've ever experienced, which took place sometime between Christmas and new year's. Mm-hmm. This happened over a decade ago when I was a young lass on winter break from college. My friends and I were 1,000% ready to get shit-faced at a local Monrovia bar. <laughs> the sun... Where is Monrovia? Um, I don't know. I feel like in the Carpathian Mountains that I'm saying... And where it, is that? Almost that? certainly is not true. Hold on. Let's... It's in let's, California. Okay. Well, then there's that. Wow. Not not Carpathian Mountains, everybody. Could I was wrong, okay? I was wrong, okay. Okay. Um, the sun was starting to set as we all packed into our friend's sister's sedan to drive into town. I was in the backseat in the middle because I'm short AF and that somehow justifies it. (laughs) Tell me about it. Um, Browsing on my phone. We're all bopping along to Vampire Weekend and I'm not really paying attention to what's happening. I was probably browsing Facebook or trying to find the answer to a question someone posed because I need to know the answer to everything. Sorry. (laughs) Wow. No need to apologize. Anne and I understand that. We get it. We're at a stoplight. 
Out of the corner of my eye, I see what looks like a black dog with pointed ears in the street. And a half second later, everyone else in the car screams. I jerk my head up, wondering what the fuck everyone's problem is. One of my more sensitive friends is on the verge of tears. Everyone looks horrified as the light turns green and we proceed down the road. A cat got run over, someone says. Apparently, everyone else in the car was looking at the road when it happened, a split second before I'd seen the animal out of the corner of my eye. Was it a black cat, I ask, wondering if I'd seen the same creature? It hadn't been. And no one else had seen a black dog anywhere in the area. It wasn't a huge street. Just before an animal was killed, I'd seen some sort of black dog-slash-jackal-like creature out the window. It was about the size of a medium-to-large dog, with long legs and erect ears. Think Uh, Egyptian god Anubis. I am. There are dozens of legends of black dogs being omens or portents of death, and Anubis was depicted with the head of a jackal and was associated with the afterlife. I'd love for you to cover black dog lore, by the way. Oh, we're getting there. Yeah, for sure. I like to think that rather than an omen of a cat's death that day, the dog was the animal equivalent of the Grim Reaper and that it was there to ferry the cat's soul into the afterlife or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) I adore dead like me, so I'm going with that theory. (laughs) Thanks for reading. I hope to hear more episodes from you both. You're both delightful and make me cackle. Best, Mel. Mel! Oh my goodness. Wow. scary. I do. It is funny the the idea of black dogs being portents or omens of something scary to come i wonder why it's dogs well i'm going to go to the um the notes section from <gasps> scary stories tell in the dark of course because there are not one but two black dog stories that's right um this first one is the little black dog which is from um more scary stories to chill your ass so that one does have the dog as like a um a portent of death maybe a little bit of a revenge um mm-hmm. um and then in the third book so the second black dog story is um where a guy is alone in his house and a little dog runs down the stairs and he's like, who the hell is this dog? It kills his watchdogs, which makes me really sad or one. Bummer. Yeah. It was really sad. Hi everybody. Tim Heidecker here with huge news. We have a terrific episode of office hours live prepared for you. We had the great stand-up comedian, Kyle Kinane come in and a very special in-studio music session from legendary Mdu Mokhtar. You're not going to want to miss this one. You can find it on your podcast app of choice by going to Sears or Macy's and getting an iPod and then coming home, charging it up, and listening through your app. Great. So this story is based on an experience reported in the French village of Bourg and Forêt in the 1920s. Oh. I'm sorry to the French. A spectral black dog like the one in the story is said to be the ghost of a wicked human or a foreteller of death. Okay, so from supernaturalwiki.com, um let's see. It's primarily a British phenomenon. Yes. Um prim- uh black dogs are spirit apparitions that generally appear at night. These apparitions can be distinguished from normal flesh and blood black dogs by features such as larger glowing eyes, sometimes only one, 
an ability to disappear or appear out of thin air and into and out of the ground, which a little bit is the story. It's sort yeah. of obscured and no one else could see it. Yeah. Um, two heads or the ability to change their size or appearance. Two heads. Come on. Black dogs, Andrew, are most often seen on roads <gasps> or other places where people move from one locality to another, including footpaths, bridges, crossroads, gates, doors, stairs, and corridors. Oh. So this is like the um, the black dog story from the third book. Right. Um, another common haunt for the black dogs is graveyards, leading some people to suspect that these dogs tend to haunt spirit paths. I'm like getting scared. Oh, this is spooky. Um. Some people believe that a black dog is an omen of death and that to see one means that either you or a family member will die. In ancient European folklore, the dog is seen as both a guardian and a consumer of dead spirits, which I do have to say, <laughs> for anyone Fair. who has known and loved a dog, they do tend to guard things and eat them. <laughs> you can't leave the dog in charge of the ham. Nope, you can't. No, they'll pull it off the table. <laughs> um. So seen as the guardian and consumer of dead spirits, one such belief is referred to as the wild hunt, where a pack of dogs and a master of the hunt fly through the sky looking for lost souls. Oh, that's like what we were talking about last week with um, Frau Perkta. This is a little bit. Frau Perkta, again, we sort of covered that she seems like a cat person, but yeah. I could see her as having a big pack of dogs that she oh, like, for sure. really screams at. <laughs> um, you idiots. Yeah, one you, of those. Dumb dicks. And then uh, others believe black dogs are helpful, leading lost travelers or protecting them from harm. I like that version. Let's stick with that. So something that struck me about you reading this, Anna, was the time period of it being between Christmas and New Year's, which just also feels like a very ghosty time, which, which is our conception of the holidays now is not very ghosty, but like up until you know, not too long ago. I mean, that was the time when, you know, there's no light. It's super dark early. It's cold. People are in the mood to get spooked off. <laughs> nope. They're trying nope. to get spooked off. Yeah. Sir, are you trying to get spooked off over there? Keep it moving. Sir, no, please don't spook yourself off to the Victoria's Secret. <laughs> the posters. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, but yeah, there is something about that time period. It's especially prevalent in England, I feel. It is, yeah. I'm looking also at wikiwan.com, um, and it, it again repeats that it's mostly in the British Isles. British people have such drama with dogs. I don't know what's going on with that. Is it because That's like true. hunting is such a thing? Hunting is such a thing. I feel like there are maybe more outdoor dogs in England than in America. Yeah. I don't um, know why I feel that way. No, it feels right. Um, it says, yeah, again, it repeats that it's a nighttime thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it references the Hound of the Baskervilles, which is uh, Sir Arthur. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, it says that uh, it's a nighttime, in some cases a shapeshifter, and is often said to be associated with a devil or described as a ghost or supernatural hellhound. Mm. Its appearance was regarded as a portent of death, usually larger than a normal dog. Um, it is sometimes associated with electrical storms such as Black Shuck's appearance at Bungay, Suffolk. Yes, we've talked about Black Shuck. Yes. We did? Yeah, we did it. We did an episode that I believe is called Devil's Dogs and Devil Dogs. It's an old one. Wow. But we talk about the Shuck, but but not not specifically about roadside black dog ghosts, I feel. Yeah, it's weird. Like the, the haunting of a road to me is very scary. 
Yeah. But I guess it's like the the formative stuff for that is that if you're traveling if if it's, you know, pre-paved roads and you're traveling along at night, anything you see is going to be scary and chances are stray dogs are going to be drawn to roads because of litter and things and just a steady path that's not like scrambling through vines. Um and that's where you'd see something scary. Yeah. I mean like I guess roads in general are scary for sort of the same reason that Stephen King talks about hotel rooms being scary, mm. which is that other people have been there before you and now they're gone. Yes, that is. Um, like the road was built for other people and it's like, where are they now? What will happen to me when I go on this road? Oh, um, have, have you ever seen a scary dog at night, Anna? I have. I saw a giant schnauzer in Washington Square <gasps> Park. At night that looked like a full on devil dog. Oh no. It just, it's got, it had like cropped up ears and like its body just looks like a big couch butt. And like, (laughs) it was too big. These animals are big. I know. Usually I'm a full, I love every dog. I'm always excited to see any kind of dog, but it was too much. Yeah. I had, I mean, I, Almost certainly talked about this before, but one time I was living in Alphabet City. I just graduated from college. I was living in like a sixth floor walk-up apartment, and my roommates had not told me that they were dog-sitting, and it was Halloween. It was like two in the morning. I came home. All the lights were off. I closed the door, and I heard in the darkness, like coming closer and closer to me, and I was like, What? And I turned on the hall light, which was far away, and then illuminated in silhouette was um, a Shih Tzu, and it was just standing there looking at me. And I, it was Halloween, it was 2 a.m., I had certainly had something to drink. And my reaction to seeing this mysterious dog was, I just said, hey, as though this dog were someone I vaguely knew in my apartment. Oh my God. I do remember the story. And also that is the appropriate thing to say to your roommate's friend who you weren't expecting to see there. Yes, exactly. Hey. 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 Uh, Yeah. It's the dog's name was Sandy. And the particular thing about Sandy, who I think recently passed away, which is sad, but um, she was very loved. Uh, But the weird thing about her was the only noise she would make as a dog, not really barking, not really. She would just make this noise. Are you ready? Oh, <laughs> that's it. End of list. Shih Tzus are human babies. Weird noise. Literally what's going on with most dogs is my question. <laughs> They're also that's weird. True. I'm just looking at this, the story of Black Shuck. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's written in old English. This is something that just happened in 1577, which like, I guess if you saw a weird animal, that was like the news for the century. <laughs> Um, and it, it says, I'm just going to quote a little bit. This is by Abraham Fleming. Great. Um, this black dog or the devil in such <gasps> a lineness, God, he knoweth all who worketh all. This sounds like me when I'm dehydrated. <laughs> like I did just change the dosage of my meds and I feel like <laughs> this is how I've been talking for the whole episode. anyway. <laughs> um, God, he knoweth all who worketh all. Running all along down the body of the church with great swiftness and incredible haste among the people in a visible form and shape passed between two persons as they were kneeling upon their knees and occupied in prayer as it seemed 
wrung the necks of them both at one instant clean backward, in so much that even at a moment where they kneeled, they strangely died. <gasps> what? Like, I I I was a bitch just now. This is crazy. If this happened, I would talk about it all the time. Wait a minute. Am I understanding this correctly? While at church, a dog ran into the church, ran by two people praying. Their necks broke and they died? He wrung their necks. The dog strangled them to death. Yes. Um, okay. And they said, a strange and terrible wonder wrought very late in the parish church of Bangay, a town of no great distance from the city of Norwich, namely this 4th of August in the year of our Lord 1577. Andrew, this is a day after your birthday. Oh, wow. Here we go. And it happened, as they say, in a great tempest of violent rain, lightning, and thunder, the like whereof hath been seldom seen, with the appearance of an horrible-shaped thing, sensibly perceived of the people then and there assembled, drawn into a plain method according to the written copy by Abram Flaming. And then there's a drawing of like a really poorly drawn um, black animal. <laughs> it <laughs> looks like a know. sheep with like, you know, when you see a, a dog with really overgrown nails and also the fur on its feet are too long. Yes. But then they've like clipped the rest of the body hair down. It's that. Artists in the Middle Ages were popping off like nobody's business. I mean, how, how they drew sharks. I mean, it's like all the sharks had huge, lustrous lips. Like what's going on? They did. Yes, like every drawing back then, like dolphins are weird and ungodly. Like everything is just wrong. I guess when you, if you could bring yourself to draw back then, you're just drawing what you remember. And I guess over time, if you see anything interesting, you just can't, you can't recreate it in any sort of realistic way. Yeah, it's like they were like, yeah, yeah, I got it. And you're like, are you <laughs> sure you want to take another look at the picture before you cut my hair? And they're like, yeah, no, I get it. Yeah. What's a bear like has a long tail? Like, no, <laughs> it's like a little stubby thing. Like, oh, it's stubby. Okay. Yeah, I got it. I got it. I got it. That's like one, one, one of my birthdays, my mom asked if I could have a cake with Frankenstein on it at our grocery store. And she was like, you know, do you need a picture of Frankenstein? They were like, no, please. We know Frankenstein. And instead, it was very much just a man in a suit with sunglasses on. <laughs> they forgot the bolts? I think they forgot the bolts. They forgot the square head. And they, instead of a square head and bolts, they were like, maybe sunglasses? And maybe we just give him, like, yellow hair? <laughs> What's Frankenstein's deal? He's hot, right? That's his deal? <laughs> Who's Frankenstein? He's uh, he's a VJ host on MTV, right? Yeah, he's Kurt Loader. <laughs> Um, Anna, I'm, well, first of all, Mel, thank you so much for sending me this story. Mel, thank you so much. I'm sorry to your sensitive friends of which I am one. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry to the animal, but you know what? They, they gotta, they gotta go at some point. They're too pure for the earth. And I like your take that perhaps this was like a, uh, someone to accompany the animal to the great beyond. I like that take. I do too. Animals need accompanying. In general. Sure do. If I can speak uh, from experience of my own animal. <laughs> Anna, uh, it is once again time for our favorite segment. Scary, Scary ideas, ideas for things, things that, that can, can happen. happen. Uh, do you have one or should I go? Um, I can go. Perfect. You are on an expedition. You are excavating dinosaur bones in... Um, 
Name a state, Andrew. Uh, Wyoming. You're excavating dinosaur bones in Wyoming. And you dig and you find a perfectly square dinosaur bone. Like it's a cube. And you pull it out. And on the side, you blow dust off. And you reveal on the side, it says Rex box. (laughs) That could could happen. happen. Anna. It could happen, Andrew. A future in newspaper comics is waiting for you. Let me in. Let me in. Wow, that's really good, Anna. Thank you. Um, okay, I think I got one. Okay. You have decided to shop locally online this holiday for all your holiday shopping. Nice. Um, so you're going to individual websites, you're purchasing directly from small businesses you're feeling really good about it it's also much easier than you thought and you get a sense of satisfaction uh and you cannot think of what to get your secret santa um who is a relative who you don't really know too well but you know that there's someone who likes unexpected things that are thoughtful and you stumble across a website for a store called just a potato and you're like i just love the name of this store um and you think it must be like a joke thing because when you're looking at all the different options of what to buy at just a potato there's only one thing they sell and it is a potato um and you you want to see if they deliver they do and you're like what could be funnier than sending just a potato to this relative of mine for christmas And you order it, you send it, you think this is going to be hilarious for some reason. Uh, Day after the gift exchange, you get a call from that relative. And they say, hey, um, I just wanted to call and check in. I got your gift. And you're like, yes. And they say, and it's a picture of you from the behind at your computer and you're not wearing any pants it's just butt out you're on your computer full you're wearing a blazer and a shirt and you realize that when you were doing your online shopping you did not have any pants on and you were just wearing a blazer and a shirt that That could could happen happen. Andrew that could happen that's so scary that one kind of took um, that one sort of took a fire walk with me vibe. I, it, there was no real theme in there, but it was just spooky. It was a little bit of a swim fan situation. Yes, it was a swim fan. Potato fan. It was classic potato fan. <laughs> the Irish potato fan. Um, oh, my God. Oh, wow. These are fun. Andrew, that was so good. You're a you're a uh, you're a savant. And you are a wordsmith and uh, and a gentleman scholar. Thank you. And everybody else, ooh, uh, everybody else, if you have your own holiday-related scary story that's true, please do send it to us at scarystorypod at gmail.com. Get, Get out. out. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Scary Stories to Tell on the Pod is executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Produced by Tracy Soren. 
Original theme music by Chris Ryan. Cover art by Bats Langley. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcasts.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcasts on YouTube at youtube.com slash team. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Forever Dog Team to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news. <laughs>